Hey guys, welcome back to the Rogue Ones. It's been a little while, but we're back. This time it's me and another comrade of mine all the way over here in England. It's Mo, and we're talking about careers and squirting amongst other things. We had a few difficulties with the audio this time around. I've done my very best, but the content's good, and the audio's not really all that terrible, but I just wanted to give you guys a heads up, and you'll hear from us again soon. We're back. We're back for another episode of The Rogue Ones, and uh, this time it's going to sound a little different. Instead of two irritating New Zealand accents, we're going to have one irritating New Zealand accent and one irritating English accent. Welcome to the show, Mo. Uh-huh. How are you? Good. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah? Stretching a bit. Stretching out. Yeah. We're uh, around the nice house, chilling on this couch, uh, filming an episode on a, on a Sunday. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, mate, how's your weekend? Just been went to Brighton. Hmm? Went to Brighton. Went to Brighton? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. What happened in Brighton? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like that shit. 
If you hear us work, I know that. Alright, so let's, uh, yeah. I think, um, I didn't go to Brighton in the weekend. Yeah. I had a weekend off from work, which is very unusual, and I had no idea what to do more with myself, so I just um, drank too many beers and woke up on Sunday with a sore head. Huh? Yeah. Um, I've recovered. We're on Sunday still, and I'm hanging in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of life in me this morning. No, I was had dry eyes and all those sorts of things. I woke up in the hostel and all the other girls in the same room as me decided it was a good idea to have a conversation about what they were going to do for the day at like 8 o'clock. And I went to be at like 4.30 and I was like, you know what, I'm not having this. <laughs> this is not okay. I actually, I actually didn't say nothing. I managed to go back to sleep. And I woke up an hour later and was thinking, oh man, and I got up and was like, why am I up? It was a bad start. It was, it was a, this morning was a real grind. And I and usually, I don't know, I really ever, I don't drink much anymore, but I, I ran into a guy that I knew quite off from music. Hmm. And I had no idea he worked in this bar. And I walked in there and I was like, oh shit. And he was like, man, what the heck? And he's like, yeah, I work here. And he's so like, oh, we'll just have a single. He's like, yeah, whatever. So he does like a triple shot and charges me for a single, you know? Yeah. And there were three of us, and it ended up just fucking going on and on. So, yeah. But you have that kind of lifestyle, man. That's, different. That's the difference to us. Like, in your case, you love your shit. You love going out. I like going out and dancing and yeah. meeting people. Oh, dude, you do love fucking dancing. Yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I do love dancing. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite moment of yours is when we went to that blues kitchen in, in Brixton. And then literally, they start playing the violin, and then you're the only one there dancing by yourself. <laughs> and then I went upstairs where the jazz was, because I like jazz. Yeah. I came, I come back down half an hour later, it's so full, everyone's <laughs> dancing. And you're the first one, like, everyone's yeah. looking at you win. There must be like one drunk girl that started dancing with you, and then like four other drunk girls followed, because yeah. the drunks started to follow each other. And then like, I went geez. upstairs, half an hour later, come back down, it's so full, I can't even get to you. Multiple cups of lemonade. I have a lemonade, man. This Tesco brand is like. 
to deal with his uh, nervousness. He's, he's getting on the nervousness of recording the podcast. He's putting yeah. on the lemonades. He's like, shot by shot. Yeah, I love this shit. But yeah, you said that you, you met. So you normally have nanny, right? So you like. Because I know you've got this. The way it sounds sounds fucking great. Like, uh, you know, you could be offered a home to live there. You yeah. know, you're not in your place. But where you work, but obviously you can't say that much information because it's private. Yeah. But like, you're really up there, market, like, money wise. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Nice so, like, yeah, so today, but basically, what we, uh, I thought the reason I wanted you on the show, and uh, because there's, uh, I didn't have an alternative other than speaking to myself, was uh, to talk about careers because you, you've had like an interesting career. Path and so on, and I thought it'd be interesting for the listeners just this kind of dedication on like mm. really, really, really do need to go to university because like you yeah, really did something different and I didn't, and I still feel like successful. Yeah. To, like both of us yeah. probably feel pretty successful at this point, um, and I find it really interesting because like my brother and sister are younger than me, but in a position where they're like, if I go to uni, do I not? One started, then stopped, and was like, I'm not sure, you know, like, yeah. but you're investing a lot of money into yeah, it, yeah. so, um, I feel it's, it's sort of like one of those life things to chat about, um, but yeah, so, what's your, like, I, I want to hear your story, I want to hear your story, starting back from, like, your original career path, and what you thought, what you kind of, like, pictured yourself doing? That's the thing, like, I don't know. Like, this is the thing. This is the way it's, it's illustrated to us from when we're younger. Like, oh, you grow up, you, you you become an adult, you work this full-time job, you have a family, then this is how life works. And so, I mean, that's why I think that's why so many people are so fucked up in so many situations, because they realise they might not want to have this job. But, like, mm. all their life, they've been told, this is a job, this is how life's supposed to be, you're supposed to want this. You're supposed to be working 9 to 5, you're supposed to be having family by now, supposed to be. And really, nowadays, it's not the case. There are lots of people that share departments, so there are a lot of people mm-hmm. that don't have families and in their 30s or 40s. It's not That's really, there's, yeah, there's no real rule. So, when I came here, when I became here, I mean, this is, um, roughly, like, you know how they say, you, like, people who are older, they usually, they, they're wiser because they've learned from mistakes. And in my case, the, the, I think what I'm happy about is the fact that like, I learned from their mistakes as well, where they fucked up and they, well, they yeah. said something, and I've listened to it, and I'm like, well, I accept what they said. So, I have lots of friends of mine by this. And uh, when I was young, I went through that way, I was like, oh, what the fuck do I want to do? Yeah. You know, I become like, uh, you know, every kid was like, football player, football player. Yeah. I knew that was fucking unrealistic. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't even like football. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if like football or sport in general or something, yeah. really. Yeah, all that shit. Like, yeah. I don't care about that. Like, I, I was okay with basketball. Yeah. But it doesn't mean like I got wants to be a coach. I just wanted to be good at basketball. Yeah, I mean, just go for fun. Yeah, exactly. Like I was not, I was not the kind of person that's like, oh, I want to do this as a crew. So all like, star is such a thing with like, kids, man. So oh, like, I love that shit. But if you if you love a sport, then doing it for a job is like, it, it, it would be a dream job. Yeah. Like obviously, there's a lot of things that come with that, but you can under like, if I play professional yeah. basketball for a living, I'd fucking be. Yeah. I mean, this is, surely there's many problems with being like a friend of sports star and all that sort of thing, but you basically get paid to do what you love each day. Yeah. Uh, which well, is a dream for a lot of and I can see why a lot of kids would be like, well, that's the thing I yeah. want to do. But when you don't, uh, 
consider is the fact that they think that oh, I come in and I do this, I play football and I score, they run, but there's more to it. For, well, let's say, for example, for football, in the case of football, and I know lots of, I have friends of mine who are not only football coaches, mm-hmm. but are playing for football teams or whatever, and, um, like, uh, but like, yeah, so they, they have this idea that they want to be footballers, but when you work in the football team, when the coach or the manager will tell you this is what you're supposed to do, this is what you're supposed to do, but they like the whole freedom of, oh, this is something fun. But yeah. it doesn't become freedom of fun when, when you've got someone telling you, okay, you're supposed to be right yeah. here, you're supposed to be doing this, you're supposed to be doing that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, football's, um, that, that's, like, when it comes to that kind of stuff, there's a lot of people, I think the dream job isn't, there's no such thing as the job that's 100% satisfying. I think oh, it's, I, I totally agree with that. I think, yeah. I think there's a job that is a majority satisfying, that you're happy with, more than anything else. They are more negatives, but they are so much more positive. Well, they more have positive. Yeah. And that's the same thing for relationships, that's the same thing for other things. So true. Yeah. And I think that it's just this bullshit and bullshit with that. And the thing is, the little kids that talk about they want to be football players, they tend to have a majority of them tend to just play football or when they school with their friends. But like, I know a kid, I'm not going to say his name, well, he's a teenager now, but he's, 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 he's like, contracted with a football team, but not a big one, just a small one, but when he gets, if he goes through, he can play Arsenal. Awesome. Right, he's yeah. really good. Like, I mean, holy shit. Okay, like, yeah. he's like 13, he's got six pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this kid, like, it wasn't like he was fucking about, like, every single day, raining, sunny, whatever. Right, After right, school, he's, right. he's playing, and he's not even only playing. Like, kids that like people, they just play. He's, yeah. he's training, he's yeah. running up cones, up and down yeah. cones. And he's with his dad, his dad's training. Yeah, and like, it, it might, like, the fucking thing about football is if he fuck, if he breaks his leg when he's young, that's it. That's what he relies on. Yeah. And that's, that's the fucking thing. But like, when it comes to, and this is going back to um, career part, but it goes, when, it, when, I'm, when I was young, like, a lot of kids said, oh, I can be a football player. But, like, for me, I knew I didn't want to be a football player, I didn't want to be an astronaut or like, I would love to see his face, but I'm not really asked for Yeah. But it's just, um, I think, because uh, I started studying law, yeah, and did law school and everything. How long ago was it? That's about fucking two years ago, three years ago. Oh, only when you finished? Yeah, when you finished. Yeah, yeah. finish. Right. And how long was it for four or five years? It was like four years. Okay. But like, um, I'm not saying. Why did you initially decide to go into law? That's the thing. That's, that's what, okay, so, uh, I did, I, I got into law because it was, Opposite of who I am, and opposite attracted away. Because it was opposite, dude. Like, if you think of a lawyer, he's a guy that's not serious, right? but considers everything as like serious, and mm-hmm. is always like wearing suits. But I fucking hate wearing suits. Look at my attire, right? <laughs> like, I have sketches. Like, yeah. I have the same yeah. sketches that I've been wearing. I have like four, I bought four pairs of sketches of the same one. It's been with me for like, yeah, it's different sketches, but yeah. the same one. I have like, same back t-shirt because I don't, I'm not into that kind of mm. I think it, I, I was attracted to it because it was different to who I am it was somewhat serious so I was like yeah. it was different to who I am but like dude when I was in law school you know I, like you hang out with me for a day I'll make you uh, at least even if you're a tough kind of arse like there was one guy that was like no one knew his sense of humour after like a day or two I made him laugh and shit and like a lot of people just it takes time like one person will make a joke a day that's like that's that because of the law school. Right, right, right. right? But like for me I'll make a joke one like one good joke an hour or some shit like yeah. an hour. You yeah. know what I mean? And like um I would be funny because it but lawyers the thing I think I'll be on stage, mate. Huh? I'm 
we'll, we'll bring that up later, but that's been all year on space you only made one good job for our house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a Canadian. You can never improve your numbers on that. It's a good point in Dunkley. There are all people that are meticulous. Like, I've got a friend of mine, I would come to come in, so when I was studying law, when I started to go, I woke up at 6 o'clock, well, 6 o'clock, mm. and I'll get brush my teeth, brush get ready, 7 o'clock I'll leave, take me 2 hours to get to university, 9 o'clock I'll get there, I'll go do my uh, lectures, I'll start at 9, finish at 11 o'clock, then at 11 o'clock to uh, 12 o'clock, I'll, uh, I'll re- look over the recording, listen to the recording, and write it down, like I just said, and a lecture, then 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock I'll eat, and then 1 o'clock to, uh, 1 o'clock to, I think, 4 o'clock, uh, I'll revise and study for mm-hmm. seminar. Yeah. And just stay live there. The thing 
because there are no at least people went through King University or mm. Cambridge, they were fucking high yet, they got they got told that you shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, or they've got implements like you could become a lawyer oh my god I want to become a lawyer because lawyers make a lot of money and that's, yeah. that's what you think you know, you know, you know, you know, oh my god money will make but it doesn't matter man yeah. it just does not fucking matter it's about, the, it's about those other things that matter it's about like how you fight, how you enjoy your job yeah. your job is like a relaxing thing where you, you might interact with these kids and some people might not like kids but you interact with these two kids it's, it's fun yeah. relaxing time and then after you do your music thing, it's great, it's relaxing, and you're not bound, you're not like writing paperwork, you're not trying to, mm-hmm. like, there's a people like paperwork, people like, I don't want to talk to people, I'm more introverted, I want yeah, to Yeah, that's yeah. right, which is, so that kind of job suits a lot of people, like working in an office. Yeah. It, it's very, yeah, introverted people, although I'm sure there's plenty of office jobs that are, you have to be quite introverted, social, yeah. like interact with a lot of people, and obviously it's, Completely depends on what you're doing yeah. for the job. Yeah. Um, I just, it, it's just interesting, like for you, so it didn't really like, it did not kind of play out how you thought, like what what were your draws for back doing law? Like was it the money? Like was it, did you know. want to help people who you, like because my thing with law is, a lot of the time you must think these people are guilty. For example, criminal law, these people are guilty, and I've got to try and prove them this. A lot of people don't do it. I would have done legal law, I would have yeah. negotiating, but like, a lot of people don't do A lot of people go into commercial. Commercial is a big one. Commercial is like a company wants to buy nothing. Okay. Yeah, that's what it is. So, is it, what was your draw card initially for wanting to do law? I don't do that. Was it the money or no? I think, I think, that, like, I, I won't lie, when I was younger, I wanted to be. Uh, ridiculous rich, but I don't yeah. think anyone didn't want to be ridiculous mm-hmm. rich, you know what I mean? Um, uh, but like, it's, it's just, um, I don't know, man. It's, it's not just, all the stakes out for these. Yeah, like, the fucking money doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah. Like, I, now I'm like, if I get enough, I'm down. I'm yeah. If I get enough, I can pay rent, I can live, eat food, travel for a bit, do what I like. I don't give a fuck. So, moving on from like the law. You went out of that and then you kind of decided you're going to do comedy, right? Yeah, but so kind of like, and, um, you sort of apply what you your degree now a little bit, don't you? Because you work for a law firm. Yeah, so. But like, then your passion is comedy. So I don't work for a law firm, but I help the lawyers. So it's like I'm sending to lawyers a, a product of helping them find clients and shit. So okay. It's like more like and merging firms and shit. So. That's the job I do. It's just, it's just like a job job. It's nothing yeah. special to the um, Yeah, exactly. And, um, but like when it comes to stand-up comedy, uh, the reason why I started stand-up comedy is like, okay, so when I was in secondary school, a lot of people, a lot of people uh, were like, uh, I was really quiet. Like I wasn't talking to people. At lunchtime, mm. I'll go to the library and read a book and a break. I'll do that. I want to talk to people. I had one friend at secondary school and because I was much more introverted. And college came yeah. and I was like, I'll talk to more people. Mm. Um, and since college, um, university and continue, it still happens now, once once or twice a year or more, someone will tell me, hey, Mo, you're funny, you should do comedy, or you should try some comedy, right? Even like my employer told me you should try comedy. Yeah. And, and the person I was working with was like, yeah, you should try comedy. And like, um, but like, I, I never tried it because, dude, when you see a comedy, a comedy because the comedians on TV, they're fucking brilliant. But what yeah. you don't know is that. Like, for example, Kevin Hart, Kevin mm. Murphy, uh, Richard Pryor, you know, uh, Michael McIntyre. Like, I don't care if you like them or dislike them, but 
Det är flyttat att göra det. Det är inte för att hon stage för det här året. Det är inte för produced it, they directed it, they edited it. There's a whole thing. Yeah, the production behind yeah. the behind yeah. the stage performance. Exactly. Yeah. And I wasn't aware of that when I saw it. Okay. Because, you know, I saw the live Apollos where you know there'll be a comedian coming on stage, that's fucking brilliant. And they right. they do a great job when they leave and it's just like but you don't know that oh it took them fucking five years yeah. to have that good that yeah. great twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, so you, that's a good point. Yeah, so you don't see that. But like, uh, but like, when I did my final law school thing, there was this exam that, um, because I was told to do it, I, I like stand up, I didn't do it, but there was this exam. I, yeah, I wouldn't do it because I would think, oh, I'm, I'm not, oh, how can I be this funny film? So there was this exam that I did in law school where I was like, I am 100% certain that I'm going to pass this. Like, it's so, like, I, everyone's asking me questions, but it's like, oh, well, what does this mean? I don't know it. Like they'll check it up as well. And they're like, yeah, you're right. Like mm-hmm. I had like people message you, yeah. And I, I had the answer. And then I failed it big time. Like I failed it big time. Particularly you run the answers. No, but they'll check it. They'll ask me questions and they'll do some research on it. But because I'll be, because yeah. I'm not the kind of person where I'll be like, this is the answer. I'll be the kind of person that's like, uh, I think this is the answer. And mm-hmm. then they'll check and they'll come back to me. Like I'll be like, yeah, I think that's. I am now 
in 10 years in the future. But I also know that I don't want to be in the same position that I am now, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Constantly developing. Yeah. That's a good one. And the thing is, if you if you feel like that about tomorrow, then you're never going to be the same in 10 years. You're yeah. going to have to make like, huge progress. Yeah. You know? Or you're going to get to a point where you're like, this isn't what I need to yeah. keep doing. And yeah. you invest time in something else. Mm-hmm. So, but it's in making that progress on a daily basis, you quickly learn like, and understand whether you should exactly. pursue it. Yeah, you should, um, look, you should look at your life uh, in a month, every month. You should look back at it and be like, oh shit, this has happened. That's yeah. Because like, the thing is, if you do a day-to-day process, like someone losing weight, for example. Yeah, you're not gonna you, don't watch, you don't see their growth because you see them all the time. Yeah, but it's so much, true. After yeah. you're like, shit, you lost weight. Yeah, right? 100%. And it's so true with a lot of things. Like, for me with dance, it's like, man, I don't really feel like I'm progressing. Yeah. And then someone's like, dude, I haven't seen you for like three months. You, you're a lot better than you were yeah. three months ago. Yeah. Cool. So, you know, it's good to know and it's reassuring. Yeah, exactly. And this other great example with you with comedy. Like I didn't see you do any performance for probably what, three, four months? Mm-hmm. And like you were always good and but you would always like test material yeah. at the events that you and I ran into yeah. each other and yeah. sometimes it's like half the time it might not go very yeah. well. But you knew that and yeah. you expected that. The last time I saw you, I assume you're still doing the same, but yeah. you were fucking hilarious. Mm. The whole the whole set was yeah. brilliant. Like you ironed out so many things and shit, and that was that's like a classic example. Yeah. Of, oh yeah, cool. Yeah. Like I must be getting better, you know. I was so impressed, man. Like, nice, man. I was like, fuck. Oh, I, I can't just I can't watch this guy. So it was yeah. That whatever content you used, did you end up reusing quite a bit of that? Yeah, I did, like, I did like a paid ten minutes. Okay. Yeah. I did, did it go well? Uh, yeah, it went really well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did, uh, so uh, on Wednesday, uh, that's the day that we, we met on yeah. the next gig, and uh, he let me do 20 minutes up there, uh, usually 15 minutes Possibly. up there, yeah. oh, yeah. usually 15 minutes up there, yeah, yeah. but I ended up going over by five, he was okay with it, yeah. and I ran through like a lot of jokes, like strong jokes and weak jokes, yeah. and jokes that everyone knew, and I got a lot from it. Um, weirdly enough, I don't have, I've not listened to all of the recording, but I've still got the recording of it. Like, uh, yeah, so. From the one I was at? Yeah. Okay. And then on Friday, I did 10 minutes, and it went really well. Yeah. And then what's uh, like the best ones was uh, when I went off script and shit. Okay. I'm trying to be like much more. That's good. But that's with it. Right. But like, yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun night. You know? Yeah. I've gone through, I'm going to go back to it in April. Yeah. On the Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, saw that name. You get off the cloud and get it, and you won't be burping. Most is pretty much drunk about one and a half liters. By the end of this podcast, he's been drunk a liter and a half. I told you to go for an emergency class before we started, yeah. and it was worth it, right? Yeah. And you're sitting there going, holy fuck. Well, just one more thing, like with you, uh, and then we can like wrap it up with the comedy, like, where. Like where are you taking it at the moment? Oh, okay. Like what are you doing? Are you are you pushing to like convert it to your full time job or like where yeah, are you going? I think, 
I think it has it for three of like yeah. stuff. I think the majority of comedians, and I don't they're not all, but the majority of them have intentions to become full time comedians. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, if they were offered, hey, do you want to become full time yeah. comedian? They are. And now, don't get me wrong, there is a lot of comics that are right now that are doing it for fame. And they love fame. And that's one, here's the thing, that's one of the reasons why I didn't start comedy really okay. early. Not only was it because, oh, I would never be as good as him, but and number one is because I'm not interested in fame. Do you know yeah, what yeah, I don't care. Like, I, like I would. Uh, Bill Burr speaks about how he loves to tour around, tour around, mm-hmm. lose the sound of tour and shit. But then when he goes home, he has like a normal life, goes back to his family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I would, I would love that. That's, yeah. that's, that's the thing. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if I become, if I become famous from it, like if my agent says, hey, you should do this, you should do that, I, I do it. Then I will, uh, like I will do it, because uh, I, I see now, I now before I would be like, no, I don't want to do it, but now I see TV as just a marketing opportunity for new audience members to see who I am. You know? yeah. So like, uh, but if, if you know, I want to grow, I want to become something out of this stand-up comedy. But if my just says do more TV stuff, I'll do it. And because like, it's only fair to audience, you know, the fact is, else like when people are famous, they're just assholes to people, but like, I'll, Take photos of the, the people and try mm. to be nice. I get awkward around like every single time. I don't know if you noticed this, but when people are like, oh, well, now this, or you think you're good, like, every you can't take a compliment. Yeah. I'm not like, very good at it either. When I deliver them all the time, yeah. people, and then I'm like, oh, I don't want to take yeah. me. Yeah. I just yeah. want to give them out. I'm just trying to learn, <laughs> I'm just trying to learn to say thank you without realizing people say thank you. Just, just trying to be, because like, I did, like, I'm just awkward around the whole, because well, like, so to me, I'm doing it. Not only for myself, but like, that's what you want. You want to do for you came here to watch a comedy show. Yeah. You want someone to be of quality. You're really, really good. That's kind of like expect. Like you want, you know, you want to say that to Palmer. Like he comes in, you're like, dude, this, you're great. I can take shits like six times a day. This toilet is amazing. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It never gets blocked. You never. You, um, you should see how much paper I put down this thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Just, just always like to do it. And you know what? I get it. I get why. Like, it's not like, you know, I, I, I do know why. I would do the same thing, I think. But, like, yeah, I just feel, yeah, really awkward. But, but like, for me, I want to do, um, when it comes to stuff, 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 yeah. I, mean, I would like to make it full time thing. I would like to build up from it. Maybe, like, I would like to, like, you know, talk from it. Or okay. But it's just, it's all, like, it's all step by step. I don't know where it's going to go. It's on the jail. I was going to go, it's just, we'll see what happens. Because you know? you, you're like doing your, you're running your business for basically for it at the moment, aren't you? But I, I, own, uh, I run a comic club. Yeah. But it's not as hard as, you know, a lot of people run a comic club. Yeah. It's just my one is really successful because when it comes to it, I think it's the business aspect. A lot of comics that start a comic club tend to think of the comic aspect. Okay. Like a big, big one that's really stupid. But, but like when it comes to marketing, a lot of the big ones really stupid is marketing on Facebook. Because okay. okay. when you put Facebook as like one of the key words, uh, I mean comedy is one of the key words in Facebook, they just send it to comedians. Why would you need to or, or comics who will post on their Facebook saying, Hey man, come to my sh- come to this show, it's great. It's like, dude, all you're posting is to comedians. Like, and I don't, comics yeah. don't want to come to yeah, exactly. Comics don't want to go to our shows. They want to do their own stand-up comedy. Yeah. And the thing is, right, when it comes to my comic club, and it's called City Comic Club, it's it's um if you look on Facebook, 
we hardly, the only time we post on Facebook is when I know, like the only reason why people go watch a stand-up comedy show uh, on Facebook at the time is if it's like a big name. Yeah, so, yeah. Like when we had Jamali and I were great, two people have been like, I would follow, you know, I'll take out some mini more shows. And Jamali was like, hey, my name is fucking great on Vice and shit. Like when he came down, like I, I posted it on Facebook, mm. you know what I mean? That's the only time. Like, I, I wouldn't post it and go, hey, come down, there's this comic that you've never seen, this comic you've never seen. So, some people don't. That's the reason why it's successful, because I'm posting it from a business aspect. Yeah, I'm not right. posting it from an aspect of, you know, comedians. So that's, yeah, yeah, trying to grow as well. Yeah, I'm not really trying to grow. Okay. I'm just, like, letting it grow and become big. I have people that work for me and they're doing, they're doing yeah. the events and stuff. I'm not trying to, like, I'm trying to push resources. I'm trying to focus more on my, because then I start. I started it for stage time, I never started to become uh, the comedy club, it's just became popular. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask, like, are you trying to push the comedy club or your own comedy? No, no. no. that's why I started, just so that I can do stage time. At the end yeah. of the day, I don't give a fuck who's, uh, who's on, it's just like, I want to do some stage time. It's yeah, just okay. it's a good opportunity for me to meet people, because I hand select these comics. Okay? But yeah. now actually I've got a managing hand selects these comics. Yeah. Uh, but however he he managed he he hand selects all the comics for our like I I'm big sure but I look at the list before. Yeah, you're happy with it. Yeah. But these are people who want to be professional. These are people right. who are becoming professional. It's good man. Yeah. It sounds like it's grown quite a lot since we last chatted about it. Which is yeah, it's growing places. Uh, is it lucrative? Like, do you make money off it? Yeah, yeah, money off it. Yeah. Last time we had like 110 people. Nice. Yeah, but we got like. What do you sell on Fiverr? Is it a we have to. Have to pay. Like, yeah, you have to pay for you know, staff and, and drinks <laughs> and shit. Like, I have to pay for uh, stuff. Like, you get like a free drink from me, you pay for a drink. Okay. Yeah. But, like, it's, it's, it's great. But, however, uh, there's this like little thing that's happening right now where we might be changing venues. Okay. But, We'll work with that. Yeah. You know, I can have another one that's less less busy, but we're not trying to make it serious. Just yeah. time. And I have another one that's coming back this Thursday. That's that's a relax. It's just like relax. We don't give okay. a fuck. I'm not trying to make a thing out of it. We're just having just, a fun time. Yeah, right. Stage. Come on, we try some stuff. It's funny, great. It's not funny, okay, but we're still having drinks yeah. afterwards. That's yeah. what it is. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. The, the, um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. How about you? What about you, career wise? Um. One more thing. I want to hear, and then I'll, I promise I'll tell no, the listeners and you about my career. Give me one story of like a, a real awkward scenario with another comedian. Like, have, have you ever met another comedian who you're like, this person is so weird, or like yeah. some hilarious story, like that happened at a gig or like something like that? That's the thing, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh... A hilarious story, but like, um, actually, I can think of one. But you get a lot of awkward comments because a lot of them have depression or anxiety, so like, okay. so like uh, a lot of them do. I'm, I'm not, uh, luckily, I don't have depression or anxiety. Mm. Uh, I do get awkward sometimes there and then, but it's nothing serious, mm. I think. But, um, but like, yeah, it's just uh, there was one time, right, that that Friday gig that I got paid there, uh, I got like a did like a 10 minutes at um, the guy because I was like, I was going to be on stage and um. If he said, do you want a tangerine? And he threw it to me. Like, tangerine? Yeah, the guy in charge, like, he said, do you want a tangerine? Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> he threw it to me, and I grabbed it. And uh, I said, I don't know if it would be funny for you, because you, you don't get the comedy context. So, like, he, he passed to me, and then I said, oh, uh, you know, tangerine comes from Tangier, that's why I was born in Morocco. 
and he was like, you should try it outstage, you should say it outstage. And the thing is, there's a wrong path of trying and failing creating when it comes to material. So <laughs> you, just, you just expect me to just go on stage, bring it up and yeah. This comes from Morocco, but then everyone starts standing up and taking a applause. This guy knows what humour is. He's fucking hilarious. He came, there's like, even as so a. So even if he had like no concept. I think he's like very uh, supportive and like, but I don't think he, he knew that, like even though he knows about, <laughs> even though he's aware of the whole Backstage trying work. out, trying yeah. out stuff, I don't think he, like I thought he, like I don't think he had the, uh, you know, I think he just assumed that everyone could just go on stage, but like, there was, there's nothing funny about it, just me going on stage yeah. and going, this is where, this is, was oh, really, yeah. <laughs> like this is where people from Tangier, like, and people just stand up and go, oh my god, it was fucking dumb. Yeah, it was Because there's no humor to it. Well, that man a drink. No, that was, that's no humor to it, you know what I mean? But, like, you get that, dude. You get, like, a lot of awkwardness. You get a lot of awkwardness. Like, I know this one comic that was really awkward. And uh, there's there this comic that's been on TV, is really good and shit. And we're on the same gig as him. And there was a, there was a comic that was, you know, newish. And he did really good. Mm. And then the TV comic was like, hey, man, well done. You did really good. And he was just awkward about it. And and he walks off. And I think that's because of the tactics and there's more to it than just mm. but like dude you get a lot of awkwardness but you get like, you know, this is I think this is regular work, this is like yeah. Yeah. Has anyone seen anything that's gone down like awfully? hundred percent all the time. Yeah. Yeah, all the time. You, the, the thing is like the, the What about you? Have you had oh, anything where you're like Oh, I wish <coughs> I wish I'd never said that? I don't know about which I never said that. Like, I tend to. I, I'm, like, I've been to like, like the wrong crowd, you're like, oh, God. Like, a bunch of feminists or something, I'm, and then you say something really like. Not really, but I have like. Sexist or, you know, something. I, I have like an opposite side, but like. Uh, what's it called? But, yeah, like, I'm kind of. Like, a lot of people have said to me, oh, dude, like, what I like is. Because you, you, you know, you, like, you go on stage and you say, what, like, why you're kind of thing, even though the topic might be iffy. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't see it as like. Whatever, I try and see if it's funny. I don't want to go up there and just be an arsehole. But um, there are a lot of concepts. Because a good joke and a bad joke start at the same time, same place. Right. They, they all like start with like, someone that thought about it, and then they go on stage. The only difference is one has worked and one hasn't worked. But the person that writes it, because he's written so many, it's at least where they don't really notice it. And they might be better at it, but at the beginning, you just try to, you know. But I've had times where, like, like when it comes to, you know, feminist thing, like, I've, I, I, I've had like, a lot of times when I've said jokes that just haven't landed. Yeah. Like, and I've heard jokes that just, just don't really, like, ooh, like, uh, um, you know, like, uh, real, like, I've not seen men about, like, it's yeah. really fucked up. And uh, things, like, we, can talk, we can talk about afterwards, but, like, there was one, there was one thing where, uh, like, I did this ten minutes on stage, and it was all new stuff. Like, yeah. every single one okay. was new stuff. It was all about feminism. And I was still early, I was still new. Like, I must have been like two, three months in. Yeah. I was still new to this. And I was like, I, I was at this mixed gig that was a bar, and it was very dead. And nine and a half minutes in, I said, like, a lot of, like, nine and a half minutes, there was no locks. It was all dead. And then the last 30 seconds, I made a joke about feminism, and everyone in the room laughed. <laughs> like, the last, <laughs> I just carried them going until that last joke. And it was like a new joke. And then right. everyone laughed. And ever since then, it's been hard. Like, there were women, like, a friend of mine was there, there's another comic, and a friend of mine was there, he was there watching, and he saw that even women that were the back, like, 
no association to it. They were listening, and then they stopped listening, and then at the end, the last bit, even they laughed in fact, but it was like, it was just like, it was just cracking. You know, when it comes to, the only reason why I made this feminist joke is because I had to do this whole thesis on Feminism, so I did a whole like 10,000 words. Faces. Yeah. Uh, feminism. I so thought you were saying faces, I'm not sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. Faces and faces. Yes. Basically the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like I did that, I learned about feminism, I know there's different types of political, liberal, Marxist, I know mm. there's a different thing, I know who's in charge of them. Uh, so, like, when it comes to it, like, I enjoy when someone says yeah. shit about yeah. feminism, and I'm like, Okay, we'll start. Let's yeah, start. we can talk about this. Yeah, I don't mind. You know? <laughs> yeah, listen, yeah, this is a dude. When you do uh, comedy, uh, you see a lot of, you see a lot of uh, shitty acts. Yeah, you know, But you also see a lot of acts where just jokes don't work because it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's just so funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone goes through it probably as well. You and everyone <laughs> else. Yeah, like, there's this comic called Joe Sharp, right? Oh, dude, I, I should have said that. No, he won't. He, he, he won't go on podcasts. It's alright. Uh, but like, I, I find him fucking brilliant because he's like he makes comics laugh. He's like the, the audience aren't like the like Bill Burr is known as the comedian's comedian, but Bill Burr I think he gets audience regular audience, but uh, he also gets uh, comedians that find it funny. Like comedians watching they still find it funny, and comedians tend to not to find a lot of comics funny as well. Because they would see comedy, they'd be like, oh, this is hacky. Because they see so much comedy, they yeah. start being much more critical. Yeah, but yeah. John Sharp is more of a comedian's finding fun. Okay. Because he's just, he goes on stage and he just riffs on, like, whatever. He insults whoever. He, like, last time was on Monday, he went on stage and he was like, this fucking asshole only gave me five minutes and Mo's getting a fucking ten minutes. He doesn't deserve a ten minutes. You don't deserve a ten minutes, Mo. And we're laughing. And it's just insulting. And the just thing remember, oh, dude, from the start, yeah. First time I saw Judge Shock, he went on stage. He went on stage and, and like he did this ten like five or ten minutes on stage, right? And I was like sitting and I was watching this one female audience members and I was kinda of just looking in the face. And this one female audience member just looking in the face and I was like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is happening? Like, she was confused. And I was just finding that hilarious. Because she doesn't know what the fuck he is. Like, yeah. Because he, he got on the chair, he started doing this weird thing, he, he brings a bear around, he goes, bear with me, he does weird shit. <laughs> I think I might have seen him. Yeah. Oh, guys. Steve Message? Yeah. 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 He's like the bird. Yeah. You guys. He's like, that never took off. Yeah. Is that him? Yeah. Dude, this guy's so funny. No, but that's the thing. That type, like, this is the thing about George. In. On gigs when it's bad for everyone else, it's great for him. But on gigs when it's great for everyone else, okay. it's bad for him. Okay. I don't know why. I think it might just be in the time that I've seen him. That's interesting. Yeah. But like, he is, I fucking find him great. People, some people dislike him. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, and he knows about it. I really don't care. Like, yeah. I, I find it hilarious. I think like people are taking it too serious. But like, it's just, it's just great. Like when he's on stage, some a lot of people just don't have that kind of. A lot of people just like. What is happening? Yeah, yeah. even also, what yeah, is happening? Yeah. But it's awkward, but yeah. really funny, and then yeah. it's just, like captures you. It yeah. makes you really like pay attention. Yeah. He's good with that. All right, I finished asking questions. Yeah. I finished now. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. If you're thinking of that story about coming in and then when they grow up, you're gonna become like assassin or some shit. An assassin. Yeah. Just like psychic. Have you ever considered vlogging? No. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, you guys are great ass. I think they changed depending on the. Yeah, exactly. Like, you gave me. He complimented me now. Yeah, I'm trying. We just talked about Nina last time. Complimented me last time. You complimented me by saying, "Well done, Nina." Yeah. Oh no, but dude, like you, I see, like you, your back is ridiculous. Because you fucking rock climb so often, but your back, I can fucking cut. Yeah. yeah. It's like a cut into my other one. Dude, you can see his head. And you just duck more with some shit. There's a back story to this, and it's that we were going out on the town one night, and you patted me on the back. Yeah. And you were like, ooh, wait a minute. Being in one just straight as it comes like me. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wait a second. And then you tried to get everyone else to touch yeah. my back. Oh, girls come over here, touch his back, it's super nice. <laughs> your back is like, your back is like, you know, everyone's strongest muscles, their leg. And yeah. like, and like, it's, it's like, it's like your back is just a fucking whole leg. It's like, <laughs> like you walk on your back somehow or some shit. It's like, you know, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I actually, the funny thing you say about modeling, I actually, when I was in high school, mm. I did like hair modeling, so I just... I'd go to this place and I'd cut my hair for free and yeah. then like use me as a yeah, I didn't really have much choice, yeah, they just would use yeah. my hair for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. Companies do that in London. Like there's a couple of things. Maybe there's one in Roman Road, but like there's a barber that's looking by our models. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you can do that. I don't know. The only modeling I consider doing is porn probably. That's not modeling. That's just inserting just like taking photos now and then. Well, that's a, it's still like um, it's like live porn, video porn, video porn. You know, it's porn. I was joking on Richard, but porn up. The thing is though, porn is like ridiculous in the industry, and the reason yeah, why yeah, you make some cash and everything. I'm like, here, I make some cash. Like, let's say for example, let's say for example, you pay uh, like someone the video cost whatever, like. Let's say, for example, you're paying a girl, I don't know, 500 pounds mm. for like an hour. Yeah. And you, then you pay like a couple more, whatever, right? Then you make this kind of, and then you put like little snippets of the video on Pornhub with the ending towards like the, the, where the video came from. Mm. So it's like Jordan's day out or something like that. <laughs> like, like what you do is you go up to these girls and you're like, hey girls, you want to have sex with me? And then they're like, um, I don't know, maybe. And then you, you make oh, it look I mean, like you make it look like it was fake. It's real, but really, it's obviously fake. Because like somehow she just came to your house. You know what I mean, and then, <laughs> I like and most then, porn yeah, stories. Exactly. And then yeah, you do the video, you get paid, you do the editing, you, you finish, you finish the editing and shit. And bear in mind, a lot of porn stars, yeah, like I don't know about a straight porn, but I know this. There's a documentary about this gay porn star that's mm. straight, and it's a family. Oh, right. but, however, he doesn't actually fuck the guy. The angle it makes you look like it, but oh. his penis is underneath, and it looks like he's fucking. That's like, retarded. Uh, no, but it looks like it. The camera angle makes it look like he's fucking guy. But he's getting paid so much because he, yeah. he, he, like he's known in the making, but he's not. He's right. not paying his strength. It's fucking so, But like, uh, so like, if you do that and you, you get the video, now it might have cost you like a couple of grand. But like, if you make the, if you make the whatever, how much cool yeah. membership is. No, people, there are like, watch, there yeah. are so many people who watch porn, they'll click on the tab, they'll click on the link, they'll, yeah. they'll pay for the membership, you know, they'll yeah. pay for the fucking membership, and like, it, 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 a lot of people go, oh, how are they going to make their money back by like, 20, 20 pounds or per 
per month or how much or mm. much you pay for the other people on not stupid. But yeah, there are a lot of people that do. And you, they, they start with twenty thousand, twenty pounds. But if you get like you know a thousand people, and there are more than thousand watching, people yeah, that yeah. watching. Well, like somebody are just just want it. They like the extended. They want more of it. Before yeah, you know yeah. it, you've got 5,000 fucking people or whatever. Yeah, people yeah. reviewing it. Yeah, you did. And then, and then, so, and then, you know, like, you pull that one video, but they're really good because they found that they're looking and the smile is very funny or something like that. You've got, like, after all the cost and shit, you might go, like, 100,000. That's why porn is, like, really, it's really It's a huge yeah. industry, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, that's not, not, a, it's not a career path that I seriously considered. So, Oh, it's not really relevant, but it was fucking funny. Yeah. You fuck in the back. You use your back to fuck in the back. Squeeze it. That's on my back. <laughs> Between the shoulder blades. Oh. I can imagine the snore. It's like, I'm here, to fix, I'm here to fix the fucking plumbing. And then she comes in, right? <laughs> She's like, there's the plumbing. But then, but the the you, remove, you remove your fucking shirt because you're like, oh, it's a hot day. And you put the shirt. And then she sees your musky back. And has its own six pack. to do and I didn't need those two years to do it. Yeah. So 
I like the classic story of the guy who didn't go to university and then doesn't give a shit because I knew what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, like, well, I knew what I wanted to do. So I did like a pre-trade, it's called, where you study for like a year and you do like some hands-on and you do some theory. Yeah. And then you go into an apprenticeship, okay. which is three years. But the great thing about apprenticeship is you work. So you make money, but you're learning on the job. Yeah. So you're basically, you end up with no fees. You're going to make money to study to learn a new skill. So I finished that, and I, uh, I basically worked. I ended up working for the same guy for quite a while. And then I guess I was in the industry for nine years in total. Oh, um, and I, for the last two, I was running my own business before I moved to London. Okay. So I was running a construction company in New Zealand, um, which kind of stemmed from like the passion that I had for you know what I was doing. I do, I do, did really love it. And I still really do. Like my me and my ex girlfriend, we bought a house and we renovated the whole house and we did. So we did like construction in our own environment, and then I did it at work for other people's and like. I learned a lot. You, you learn so much from working in your own house and things like that. And um, so I was sort of like pushing the business, and it was growing. Like it, I had a couple of staff, and like various different times, and I was in with some companies, and we were kind of like we were going places. And then my circumstance changed in New Zealand, and my current girlfriend became my ex-girlfriend, yeah. and um, I kind of. Like, and that was from that was my decision. I I thought, okay, we're at like a real turning point in our lives. Like we're engaged, and but only for a short time. Mm. And then I I think the engagement made me realize and really think that maybe it was the wrong thing to be doing for the next 20, 30 years mm. having kids with her. Like amazing woman, just not the right one. Yeah. And it took me a really long. It was a really shame that it took me that long to work it out, but. So up until that point, my the career was fine, but I just lost. I got really disheartened with pushing the business because I felt like I got this concept of coming here and doing something different and learning about the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't know about anything except New Zealand, but I could go and find out, mm-hmm. you know. And I, what I didn't want to do when I came here was do any building. I was like, all right. I want to go here and I want to do totally different stuff and get a taste of other industries. Like, because it's the same thing. If you don't try it, you don't know. Mm-hmm. So you've got to put yourself in it. So I'm really passionate about cooking. So when I first arrived here, I hustled really hard and got a job in the kitchen. And I never worked in a kitchen before. Mm-hmm. I ended up working in a French restaurant on the line doing prep and um, pastry and things like that. Um, and I did that for four months. And I learned a lot about cooking. Mm-hmm. I liked the some aspects of it, but I realized that it definitely wasn't a career path for me mm-hmm. because the hospitality industry is like, it just doesn't fit for me. Like, it doesn't, I don't like the way people treat each other. Like, I, I don't, and I know that it's different in every place, but I think the restaurant I was in was actually quite good. There was none of the horror stories you hear. It was just that. It just wasn't a great environment to be in for me. Like, I love cooking, but I, not in a commercial sense. I'd far rather just cook for you or cook for my friends or cook yeah. for my family and cook them really nice stuff. And it was fun. I think it, the appreciation of 
cooking for you know our ones or whatever is a lot higher than cooking in a commercial kitchen where people just pay and expect. And it was not a nice clientele, so that didn't really help. And really, like great experience, four months. And in four months, I worked out that I didn't want to do that for a career. So that was great. You know, it was perfect. I, I still learn a lot, but I didn't. I didn't invest like a huge portion of my life into. It took me four months. Yeah, no. I didn't go study, I didn't do culinary school, I didn't do anything mm-hmm. to work out. Bearing in mind, I had never worked in the kitchen. I walked in and said, hey, do you need any stuff? And they were like, actually, yeah. Do you want to do a trial shift? I said, yeah. And then from there, it was like, okay, I'm going to be doing dishes, you know. And I started cooking. Mm-hmm. They were like, for the trial shift, they were like, you're cooking. And I was like, this is fucking amazing. And I thought I was going to be doing dishes. So they gave me a great opportunity. Um, but I just knew it was the wrong thing, and then I was really struggling like financially. It was a bad job too. Hospitality, you know, unless you get tips, which you don't when you're working in the kitchen. Usually, uh, it's not a nice money like financial. The hours are all over the place. Like it's rough. It's hard, and it's not the kind of lifestyle I wanted to live. It didn't. My life was already like a bit hectic because I live in hostels and all that stuff, and it was even more hectic because of my hours structure and all that stuff. So I just didn't, it didn't work. Like, I didn't want to do that. So it was, it was sort of like, um, I actually went back to New Zealand for a wedding and I was like, I need to do something different. I was in this, I was really stuck here. London was beating me up. I was doing street performance to try and make extra money and it was like really, it was hard. Like some days you'd make absolutely nothing on like a super busy street and it's just the city like was trying to spit me out and I was like really trying to be resilient to that. Uh-huh. I had like this personal issue with London where I was like, no fuck off, I'm you're not gonna beat me. Like yeah. I wanna make this work for me. Yeah. Um and yeah it was it was weird. I that's how I like that's what I did to make it work for me. Yeah. I to be able to Stay motivated, and like, I turned it into a personal thing with London. So, fuck mm. off, I came here and I'm not going. Mm. So, I went back to New Zealand and I came back quite re energized. And I knew that I wanted to be a nanny when I came back. I one of the for the main reasons, like, the opportunity to like have a positive influence on some kids mm. without them being your own. Mm. So molding some kids into somebody who's like totally who essentially they're totally different their parent their whole livelihood was different from mine everything was different i'm a totally different person from a different side of the world who can shape them into good people yeah so well that's the idea like that was what i would ideally like to achieve is to instill good values and all that kind of stuff and it's only two years but it's actually quite a long time as well as having fun, so it's two boys and a six and eight year old, and they're an English family. And I guess uh, for me, I've never worked with children in my life ever. Mm-hmm. I have a younger brother and sister, but never really looked after them because I didn't live with them. Do you do the PBS tip, right? Yeah, you mean the police tip? Yeah. yeah. I got mine over So they actually had, they did ask me to do that. Mm-hmm. They were like, because I work through an agency, yeah. so they, you need to get, pick all those things yeah, up. Yeah. I had to do a paediatric first aid, so I didn't yeah. know how to save the child's life. Oh, yeah. There's different to how to save an adult's life. 
Yeah. And it's just dating for adults, so it's just like different types of Yeah, 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 that's right. Oh, it was actually really interesting, and I really enjoyed that sort of stuff, but I didn't have to do much, and I really thought, it, again, no qualifications needed, and I think like the reason I wanted to talk about careers is I wanted to make a point of like, you don't have to have all of the fucking, you don't have to have the degree to get the job. If you, if you're passionate enough, you can do anything you want. Yeah. You can be anyone you want to be, yeah. especially in London. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm a prime example of that because I never looked after kids, but I walked into these people's houses, these wealthy people who live, who have no reason to let me look after their kids. And I convinced them that I could be that positive influence on their children. So. I think like that. I feel like that's so significant in deciding what, like, which path you're going to go down. It's like if you want it bad enough, it's sure it's good to have all of the credentials. If you don't have it, but you push way harder than the guy who does have all the credentials, you're probably going to get further. Um, yeah. So I agree with you with the whole trying out different things. Obviously, when it comes to education, it. The majority of education, like majority of jobs, are successful jobs. Like you know, like you know, are successful. They usually need education, and yeah. ed- education is a key thing. And if you want to get into education, but you're not bound by, obviously, if you want to become a doctor or a lawyer, you fucking definitely need education because yeah. they don't accept you until you got that degree. Whatever, yeah. Right. But like, um, yeah, you're not bound by. It. I have, like, um, in one of my parents, there's this young kid. Uh, well, actually, not even a young kid. He's uh. Now he's like 15, 16, mm-hmm. 17. And he's a drug dealer, like he sells weed and shit. Mm. And he didn't need education for that. But that's, that's not what I'm trying to tell you about. Uh, so, like, but he, he was talking about how he's doing really shit for school. And he wants his parents yeah. want him to go to university, but he, he's not interested. And I was like, dude, you don't need to get to university to, to make a living. And I was like, what do you want to yeah. do? And he was like, oh, I want to, like, I like mechanics. So I want to yeah. become a mechanic and stuff. And I was like, all right, well, with the money that, because I know he's a drug dealer, because I was like, with the money that you have drug dealing, what I'll do is I'll start now. Obviously, the money you have right now is illegal money. I would buy radios and sell radios with the money, but start it small so you get clean money. So even if you're not selling the uh, radio, to clean the money, let's say, for example, I buy a radio for 20 pounds, right? A shitty second-hand radio. But then I sell that radio for for... All I do is I say I have anything to make it better, but like I sell it on the website, but then I buy it myself, or I just cash in hand, but I say that I sold it for like two thousand pounds, mm. right? But I, I'm, all I did was buy a twenty pound radio, throw it away, and give myself two uh, two thousand pounds. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. But that's me cleaning money. So I said, yeah. clean your money through the system. I know it's it's illegal. <laughs> clean your money, get the radio thing, right? Because you can't just open it up your own garage. If you, even if he has a qualification, you can't, if you will get the qualification by school and stuff, but you can't just all of a sudden open up your own couch. So it'll be like, you go ask question. Yeah, you'll be like, dude, that's like £20,000. You didn't ask for a fucking mortgage. You're yeah. renting the garage, but you're, you've got stuff in. Where the fuck are you getting this money from? Your yeah. parents are clearly not able to finance it. Because his parents yeah. aren't like, dude, it's from fantasy. Like, I, so he, obviously, he doesn't come from a rich background. But you sell that, you clean your money, you sell yeah. that thing. Then you from that from the radios you start small and then you build up you're like yeah you know you, just, you might be selling parts like little parts of things so you're like oh now I am starting to sell like uh, part like a part of the engine or whatever it is or whatever yeah. bits about cars and then you just, then you start, oh buying rims and selling rims and a rim might be five hundred pounds or something like that but you're selling it now for like yeah. you know one of the, you know you know 
10,000, but you're making it look like a legitimate business, but you're yeah. still selling these products, but you're not it's selling all as well, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you might be buying for a radio for like 200 pounds, I don't know how much radios are, but you might be buying a radio for 200 pounds, and then selling it for 220 pounds, and you might, you might only get 20 pounds, but you prove that there is legitimacy yeah, yeah. behind it. But, but then after a while, after you clean the money, you pay through the tax, because the tax man's the one that really fucks you up, because they, they chase after the mm. money. Like a motherfucker, even though they don't care about Starbucks money for some reason, but they charge off the money. So after you clear that shit up, you put that money to the side and save it to count. You buy it after you get experience in the garage place, and you build up, yeah. and then yeah, you yeah. start your own garage, and then you market it in a way. And that, yeah. that, but you don't need the education for that. There is no. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, the point is, you can just get an apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. Obviously, if you want to open his own garage. Yeah, it's, you can't just get you can get more than a read. Well, you can save your money from yeah. your from yeah. the job that you're doing as an apprentice. Yeah, so do you want the apprentice money? You have to be able to get a well, job. Well, you can live off this money. Yeah, exactly. And then mm-hmm. save all of it. But anyway, this is all highly illegal shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's kind of irrelevant. Dude, it's kind of irrelevant. Rockefeller started like that. Rockefeller, Rockefeller yeah. is just it's all the illegal stuff. Yeah. It's a, it's a, but the thing is, you only, like, you know, if you, as long as he's corrected from his wrongs and, and, and he wants to do, change what he's doing, then it's alright. Mm. Uh, like, if he's stopped joking, but if he wants to, it's up to him. Like, at the end of the day, it's a way to make extra money, and it's not like he's bringing in more crime. Really, the whole drug dealing weed is ridiculous. Like, the police officers don't care enough anymore. Mm-hmm. If you carry weed now, people don't care. But yeah, when it comes to you, William, going back to what you said, about how you didn't have any education in university, but you're still able to sustain jobs yeah. and stuff. That's true. Like, uh, obviously, you're not going to be able to get jobs for, for example, in your office job for a particular qualification, and the jobs might not be in the same as other people who have that qualification. But mm. it doesn't mean like there are people who have left university. There's still ways. Yeah, there are people who left university, but so what matters more is the people you know. The people you yeah, know yeah. matters more. If you know someone that works in the top firm. Whatever firm it is, whatever company it is, you're gonna get in that. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Yeah, but you have to know yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's like a worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's not what you do. It's like so many fucking yeah. things. There are so many people that come into law and they hope for that. I work really hard and get Yeah, you'll get in, but you stop there. But however, this person, like I know someone that's yeah. got a training contract, but his mom owns a law firm, so training contract. He, he did he did like he got three shit grades, mm. but because he got enough. He's, he's a lawyer, yeah, yeah. but because he's, but that, that, there's nothing wrong with that, it's just like, that's how the world works now, yeah. it's the people you know, more than experience. When it comes to employment, it doesn't really matter, yeah. when, it comes yeah. to, when it comes to employment, it's like, you build experience, you do what you want to do, you do what you enjoy, and when you realise, like, yeah, there are people who are fucking super rich, but like, all these They're people, not necessarily educated though. Yeah. You're just smart, you yeah, make but, a few but, good but decisions, you get rich because you... But they're educated but are rich. Like for example, well, of course, they, for example I know that Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of university, but Mark Zuckerberg was at Harvard. He wasn't at fucking the lower mm. university, like, he, mm. he, he was at Harvard, he was just, you know, but it doesn't mean you, like as much, if you have a passion for something and you're willing to work hard for it, yeah, that's, that's all that fucking matters when it comes to it. And like, uh, and I don't think Harvard really helped him out. With, like, you know, it's not like Harvard's the reason why he had Facebook. It's free because it is, but you know, it's not. It's like the education didn't help him any more than mm. him trying out new things and experimenting and building up and yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. not like yeah, when it comes to uh, education, you're not bound by it. But 
then you, know, you just work hard, you have yeah. a passion. There are a lot of rich people, but rich because when they, they become, they start their own business when they're 30 years old. That, that's the majority of yeah. rich people, the, like the big millionaires, because they start the business at 30 years old. Or even younger, yeah. yeah. Start early, but um, and it, it's sort of, it's funny because nannying isn't a thing in New Zealand, so I, just like, like I'm getting, I'm, I'm 28 now and I don't want to be like, really, I don't really want to be like a 30 year old nanny, I'd rather have my own kids in those yeah. days, so it's cool because it's like, the experience, the experience I get from this job is like teaching me how to be a better father, basically. Yeah. It gives you building blocks, but they're not your own kids, so it's amazing for them. I could be. Yeah. Um, I just need to find a lawyer wife. Lawyer and doctor, the two we're talking about. That has the finance to support you and cares about you, but then you know. But then, in saying that, I don't think I would enjoy that. I need to be doing something. I would need a part-time job at least. Yeah, I need to be fulfilling my own purpose. Yeah. And my purpose isn't just to raise kids. I want to have kids, but I want to specifically spend yeah. all my time at home raising them. A majority I would love to, but I would need to do a part-time job. And that's sort of like, is an interesting thing going forward because I'm not going to do nanny, but I just sort of recently thought when I go back, because I'm also really passionate about music, yeah. so uh, like music and sound and like one of the things I really enjoy about this podcast is editing it, mm-hmm. you know, so doing the editing and getting it right and doing the music and all this sort of stuff. So I think when I go to New Zealand, I'm going to study to be a sound engineer. Oh, sure, sure. Um, so it's something totally different again, like I'm really passionate about listening to like really good quality music and on good systems and all things music related, live music, I'd really like to just do music for a venue mm-hmm. and do the decks and like get the sound right for mm-hmm. each and every band who can like perform and comes through. So um, that's sort of like a whole different career path again. Yeah. Um, and, and saying that, so the, you can stay for three years or one. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to do one. But I think you need that baseline mm-hmm. for a job like that. So what I was saying before about you can do anything, I think. You probably could become a sound engineer if you shadowed another one for a really long time and you actually had the experience. You, you probably could do it without a qualification, but I think I'll actually quite enjoy going back to study for one year because I haven't studied full time since the building creature when I was like 17. So, and it's only one year that I do three years, it's too expensive and I can't yeah. really justify having a student loan, especially. If I don't end up like pursuing it long term as a career, so I need to think more about that. But yeah, it's just I find it interesting that I, I kind of just like follow what um, I'm passionate about. Whereas a lot of people in different cultures, they come from scenarios where their parents guide them on what they need to do. Like your mum and dad are adopted, you need to be adopted. Or whatever example, there's, there's a lot of cultures where you're like heavily pushed by your parents and almost like a letdown. China's a bad one. Yeah. You're almost like a total letdown if you don't um Yeah, it's a lot if you if you don't like fulfill your parents' expectations and things like that. And we don't live in a well, I don't live in a culture like that. Um it's it's just it's it's semi a thing in New Zealand, like some but it's never 
like, no, you must do this. It's not that's very uncommon in New Zealand. Whereas, like, I think I'm not very well educated, but like China and India and places like that, no, you must fucking follow this career path. You know, I think there's a lot of that goes on because you need to live up to our family here, basically. Yeah. I think so, I think it's just that the way of approaching that shouldn't to get when it comes to them they they see it as like oh you need to get in the shop so you can have safety so you can be better than where we are i think when it comes to people of like western world or something it's different because it's much more relaxed where society is you know it will help you out you're not you're not as much engaged so you get to experiment well, in this case, it's like, oh, you're going to either die or be alive. But again, I don't mean, uh, yes, like, as you said, as well, you can't speak to the doctor. You don't really know. Yeah. Like, they have a way to have, like, maybe, you know, as I say, millions, hundred years of background where the culture has been, you know, it's molded into that, like a family mm. thing, where they don't really know why it started at the start. Mm. You know, but like, um, yeah, there's just, you know, go up with the sun, you know, engineer. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna try that out. Uh, I think I'm not sure now. I don't go back for another seven months or so. So um, I've got time to think about that. But um, it, what I'm kind of implying is like I'm not actually gonna go back and keep running the business. Yeah. Building. Like I'm still passionate about it, but it's, um, not really. It's quite a hard business to achieve that. So, um. Yeah, so it's it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, but that's kind of like my perspective on career path and, mm-hmm. and how you can do it without and still do the things you love. But if you would love to be a doctor, you're gonna to have to study, right? But, yeah. So obviously there's some things, but if you think about all the job opportunities in the world, there's probably ten percent where you have to have a qualification. The rest can come down to a person. But the ones that have education they need to pay really, really well. However, the ones that don't have education that pay really well, they tend to the majority and not all of them, the majority tend to be because they self they invaded themselves and they built up themselves. But they could also be like um, in the case of like uh knowing the piece of the person but it could be just primarily they go to themselves. Like for example, you know, the role of um, a carpenter, the role as a builder. These kind of people, the majority of them won't have educational background. Yeah. But if you start your business, you build it up, you build a reputation, you you know, that will get you the money for it. Yeah, 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 it's for sure. There's plenty of uneducated people who run reasonably successful yeah, businesses exactly. and trades, yeah. especially in trades. So yeah, it's interesting but um, yeah, anyway, we should probably wrap it up, mate. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's gone on a bit. It's, it's been a long one. Um, we'll see if these poor people there, they probably have to um, catch your, try and keep track of your uh, rapid English voice. It's your fucking accent. It's your fucking accent. We don't have that. We just have kangaroos that take Dude, there's no kangaroos in New Zealand. Is there no kangaroos in New Zealand? You fucked up. What's it? Is it like a. What's the one that looks like a kangaroo, but it's not? Wallaby. Wallabies. No wallabies. What the fuck do you guys have? Kiwis. Kiwis. Oh, yeah. No, it was all the time. I couldn't be able to ask you if that was a kiwi, I've heard. But the context of it was. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. 
I was like, dude, what the fuck is happening That's right now? That's a good photo. That's yeah, good and, you, and you're like, That's oh, and you're freaking out okay. about this fucking bird. Okay, so there was this bird that was injured, right? Tell the story. And it was like, he made a hip restraint, I was fucking injured. And uh, it ended up being one bird that lives in like countryside and shit. But it can fly anywhere, but it looks so much kiwi. A kiwi ki- ki- had like a low beak. Yeah. And this bird would run away, but it's so fucking It was like a ridiculous, like a wing was fucked up. And I was like, I was trying to knock it out, but I don't know what happened to it. I don't know where it went, but like, it was so hard to knock it over the place. Ah, uh, dude. Like, uh, I was too full of it, and I was like, it looks like a fucking kiwi to me. And they're like, dude, there's no fucking kiwi yeah. in, in England. In England. Yeah, there's no <laughs> fucking kiwi. Maybe it's some other kind of species. No, I think, yeah, I think so. It's just like, uh, for this one, yeah, it's just different. But, um, yeah, dude, like, uh... It's fine. There's a... So, on this podcast, I always make sure there's a filthy story. Because people want to hear some life chat, but they... The, the, the titles love lust and life. But yeah. They want to hear more lust than love or life. You don't have much lust in the story. So, I've got a story. Okay. You don't need to... Maybe next time you're on, you can have one ready to rock and roll man. Okay, I've got a good one. Um, so, you've listened to one of the podcasts that I've done in the past. Yep. And what you might have noticed is that instead of using women's names, we transpire them for animals. Okay. So instead of naming and shaming the woman that we talk about, because we don't, we want to like show some respect. Yeah. Um, we we essentially use animal replacements. We don't just use like any old crappy animal. We use like something nice. Yeah. You know, like a a uh, for example, one of the girls was called Flamingo. Yeah. Because they're a nice animal. Okay. You know, they're elegant. They look good. So we always have these discussions, Ryan and I used to have these discussions about what we're going to call a certain woman. Yeah. So the, the one that I'm going to tell you about, she's already got a name. She's, she's, the, the listeners will know about Planet Pushman. They already know about her. So she was so, good looking. Huh? She was good looking. No, she's good looking. Uh, Platypus. was the first Who one that we hear. Who is fucking Platypus? Well, this is the funny thing, when you start telling stories like, yeah, I was fucking platypus, and she was like, she was loving it, and I was like, we're in a bath, whatever, it's quite funny, no. and when when you present it like that, yeah. it's, it's fucking interesting for the people listening. So anyway, this is a story about platypus, she's a long-termer, and she's been around, and, um... I'll get a name off yeah, yeah, but, yeah. After you can hear her name, yeah. and she knows that she's called Platypus as well on the podcast. She was fine with it. Huh? She runs with it. Um, the guy, the other guy who I did the actual pods with, he he named her that. Okay. He was he asked like, give her a name. He's like, oh, I don't know, no Platypus. And I said, like, oh, it's not the best, but all right, we'll go. With it. Um, so I was around at her, I was around at her house like not long ago, and. Um, was getting a little heated. Mm. We were doing, uh, we were doing the uh, new dance, mate. You know how it is mm-hmm. under the covers. What and um, hey, what's that? 
Oh, that's when you get naked and have sex. Okay. Yeah. I was there thinking you were going to be direct. Yeah. <laughs> you were going to be direct. Yeah. like, oh, how are you going to be like, you know, when you get down and dirty? Uh, you what? Uh, you're like, no, nah, when you fuck. <laughs> or you can insert your penis into her vagina. So yes, pretty much. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was getting a bit, it was getting a bit crazy and it was one of those, like, the, it was a moonlight one. Curtain was up, the lights are off, the moonlight was lighting the room, all very romantic. Yeah. Right? And then, this hasn't happened before a very, very long time. Yeah. I, I'm really putting it in work on it. Okay. Uh, all sort you know, we're fucking, we're, the, the hands are doing work, the mouth's doing work. Yeah. And all of a sudden, with no warning whatsoever, there's a fucking tyrant of fluid. Coming out of her vagina onto my face, and I was like, Holy fuck, I remember what this is from like three years ago. She's squirting on me. Yeah. And I'm like, What the fuck? This hasn't happened to me for so long. And she's like, Oh, and then she's just like, Next minute, the fucking sheets are wet, the bed's wet. And I'm like, This is great. And what you told me earlier. Is that it's basically this, and I wasn't sure, and I was like, oh, no one really knows, but I don't know if you've done any research, but you said it's piss. Yeah. So, what, what, what tell me, back it up. How do you know? Because I, I don't know how I feel about it. So, science has concluded that women who screw up during sex are actually pee. <laughs> you just Google search it? Yeah, man. So what you're saying is that she's pissing on my face. Yeah, she's pissing on your face. If you look at other squirting things, like, you can't see yellow squirts, but they tend to tell them to drink a lot of water. Yeah. So the porn stars tend to drink a lot of water. Oh, yeah. They please drink as much water before you get to shoot tomorrow. Yeah. And they drink so much water. So then when they squirt, it looks, it looks different. Because no one wants to see piss. Oh, right. Come on, you want to look. It's like, it's like the fucking yeah, period adverts. They always put blue water, blue liquid. Don't put red liquid, because you know what red liquid is. Same thing with piss, dude. So you just got pissed on. But you know, so she pissed on. Anyway, I, I, at the point in time, I was like, it doesn't taste like piss. And this is fucking amazing. Mm. Like, she was losing her shit, and it happened like three, four, five times. And I was like, holy fuck. It was like, a, it was like this, the heavens had opened, but inside the room. Yeah. Everything was wet, mate. The yeah. walls were wet, my fucking hair was wet. Bed was wet, the window was wet, like it was all wet. It was fucking there was some there was some good volume coming out of there and I'm like basically she a cup of water so she had been she'd been on the cloudy heaven and like at least like spent the whole two years. And I was thinking, fuck, this is this is good mate, this the I never I must admit I like that. Speaking of which, um, 
Arne Aarhus, Arne ja Elmonen. Weirdly, so Tiger went to a seminar on how to squirt. And the chick who, who goes to a seminar on that fucking squirt? And I was like, well, like, is this really that fucking big a deal that you're paying to be this, have a discussion? So it was, <laughs> the woman, the woman has the record for the most volume on a squirt in one go. So, and she's running this thing. And then they, at, well, the, end, at the end, they then watched a fucking video of her fucking a dude and her squirting. And I'm thinking, the sexual energy in this room must be fucking high. So, this room is charged. Yeah. I was like, did everyone fuck afterwards? Like, what happened? And she was like, no, oh, everyone played it pretty cool and went home and they fucked themselves, I guess. Sat on their boyfriend's dick. That's just hilarious. It's just like, not only is she like, obviously you expect her to have experience of squirting, but then she's like, alright, you guys check this shit out. Yes! Yeah. This, this is how she's you Shit! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> So that's my story, man. So next time you're on, you gotta have some juice. Okay. We'll bite this talk. That's not like a regular sex talk. That's fine. We'll save it for next time. Make these people wait. We'll make these people wait. Because if we give them too much, we don't want to like the poor listeners will just stop listening if they don't. They yeah. want the gore, mate. They want to hear these ones. So a lot of what I'd like to do is make them wait till later on in the pod, so they have to listen to the shit. It's kind of educational, and then they get a feel of the story. And I think I've got like, in all fairness, if you're banting with someone else, you can this you can come up with a lot of stories between this. So, yeah. Um, which is the the structure of this whole podcast these days. Yeah, cool. Anyway, mate, thanks for coming along. Should I say like a uh, social media shit? What do I do here? I think, <laughs> I I well, what I say, what I usually say now is, so guys, give us five stars. You know, it really helps out on yeah. iTunes. Give us a rating, whatever yeah. you want to do. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah. Where so I used to do one every Friday, guys. That's not going to happen anymore. It's going to be less frequent. I'm very sorry about that. But yeah. It's going to be less frequent. Um, maybe you and I can do this again. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can get some other people coming on. So, different perspectives, but like similar topics, still based on the road ones. Love, lust, and life. So, give us some stars, fly preferably. Yeah. You know, that's the sort of thing I'd usually say. Um, if you want to plug your comedy, you can feel free to do that. If you want to plug anything, like, go give these entertainers people for quite some time. Like, all I was going to say is just like, Instagram, like, at Mo, M-A-G-A-L-E-O, but, like, yeah. we need this, you know, I don't You want like, people like, following you on Instagram? Yeah, but it's just, just like, the, for the sake of marketing reasons, but we need help you. I don't know what the fuck you did, but we need help you. Repeat it, and, uh, oh. just slowly so people can... Okay, so, at M-O-M-A-G-A-M-E-O, if you fucking don't understand that... <laughs> What they're thinking is, I wish you'd spoken about that the entire podcast. Yes, yeah, so just being real fast. <laughs> I have a tendency to talk real fucking fast. Yeah, you do. And I catch myself with like, 
Take care, listeners. We'll be in touch soon, I'm sure.